listening to the cannabis hangout two girls one bowl and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana my name is brandon and my name is saba we will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people sharing stories from medical marijuana patients and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths so we invite you to come roll with us while while we break break it all down. down Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I'm Saba. I'm Brandon. And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Sophia. I actually met her at a dispensary while I was passing through Newcastle and it was so random, but obviously meant to happen. She gave me really good energy and her smile made made me want to invite her on the podcast. So guys, please welcome Miss Sophia to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey Sophia. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here with us today and just taking time out of your day to drive here and chat with us. We appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Of course. So let's just kind of dive right in. Tell us where your cannabis journey first began. Okay. So it's a really strange story, but obviously like living in Oklahoma and stuff growing up, like I thought weed was like the devil. Like I thought once you did that, like it's over for you, babes, like Mm -hmm. done for. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so I was kind of like a late bloomer to it. It wasn't until freshman year of college, until I was like 18, until I tried it. Yeah. My friend kind of dabbled in it sometimes, and she was like, if you want to try it, like, let me know, and yeah. I got you. And I was like, okay, like, let's try this. Let's do it. And so we went to one of her friend's house, and he had like a bong and like the whole setup and stuff like that. And so we did it from a bong at first, and I was like... It's like one of the worst ways to try I it. feel like the same. <laughs> you, you literally go zero to 100 Real quick. so fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was... I was just like, I think like so nervous mm-hmm. because two people just like staring at you, like waiting yeah. for you to like take the first hit. I was like, oh my God. And, and then there's like, what, what, what do you feel do? like? Yeah. What do you, where's your head at? And you're yeah. like, can ask me like, so many questions. So many questions. Um, but I remember we went to IHOP afterwards and I remember just like, I sat in the back seat alone by myself and I was just like sitting there smiling like the whole time. Like <laughs> I didn't even remember like why, like when I started smiling or for what I was just like in, having a time of my life. Just happy. Yeah. Just so happy. And I had like the best like double chocolate chip pancakes. From Amazing! Like, wow, it was vivid memories. Yeah, <laughs> it was very vivid. I don't know why, but it was like amazing yeah yeah that's cool I can relate to the late bloomer part yeah like, same and then mine was around the same time as you yeah. yeah like freshman year like right before freshman year of college mm-hmm. that summer probably going into yeah. it maybe yeah yeah I yeah. think so so we all have our go-to methods to consume and I know mine go in hard waves but what's your preferred method right now um right now I'm definitely flower for sure nice um, I girl. love smoking joints um, I just love the taste of it and just love the feeling. I feel like the just like it's the most purest yeah. form. Do you roll your joints or do you stuff? Um, I stuff the cones. Okay. I'm I'm so lazy. You're fine. Like, I have no room to speak. <laughs> I like I don't roll right at this point in my life. Yeah. Saba does. Look at how she looks at me from the corner so, of her eye. <laughs> I mean, I have to say that you're sitting yeah. right here. <laughs> I'm like embarrassed. Like, right. Don't look at me. <laughs> but yeah, I just had to know. That's one of my goals this year mm-hmm. is to like pick up rolling and like yeah. being good at because like I'm just 
I can be impatient with things yes. and what, like yeah. you said, lazy. Yeah. But like it's it's I feel like I would rather set myself up with like several joints that are rolled to like yeah. have and that that makes me feel good. Like that kind of organization. Yes. So but anyway. So as a patient, what do you look for like for flower? Um, okay, so I've really like obviously being a bud tender and stuff, like learning your terpenes, Mm -hmm. I've really just like been diving deep into that. And I found that linalool is my favorite Mm -hmm. one. Okay. Um, which is like strange because just lavender in general, like I cannot like the taste of it, the smell of it. I Mm. just don't know why. You're one of those people who lavender doesn't really hit with. Yeah. But the effect of it is just amazing. Like for me, I just like the kind of like sedativeness and I have like anxiety and stuff. So like it really helps combat with that. Um, so that's really something that I, that's yeah. cool that you zoned in on linalool, but also that is crazy that you're not a lavender person, but like you smoke it and then yeah. like yeah. it does what it needs to do for your body. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you smell strains that have linalool in them, do you, are you not attracted to them as much? Like, do they like, cause you know, cause like mm-hmm. oranges, like I'm not attracted to the orange terpene. Like I feel like it doesn't really sit well with me, but the other day I was in a dispensary and they told me that this lady told me that if you don't like the smell of something, it's because your body needs it. And that wasn't the first time that I've heard that. I've actually heard that multiple times before, but I hadn't heard it in a few years. And so I was like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I just didn't know if like your nose liked or did not like the smell. It's like, a, it's, I feel like it's acquired. Yeah. Like okay. First yeah. I was like, Mm, no, but then the more I smell it, the more mm. I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. interesting. I, cool. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So it kind that of is. was what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you look forward to after you smoke? Like I love to stretch when I'm high and just like work out and move my body. But yeah. what's your vibe? Um, that's definitely my vibe too. Yeah. I love stretching. I love doing yoga. Um, but like, what do I not like to do when I'm high though? Like <laughs> after consuming. Um, lately though, I've really been loving in the mornings smoking and I've been reading uh, a lot of books lately. Oh, so nice. I like to sit on the porch and like smoke a joint, drink my coffee and read a book and just like mm-hmm. listen to the birds chirp yeah. outside. And we also have like um, a little family of birds in our trees outside oh, now. Nice. So like That's sometimes sweet. I get to see like the little babies like hopping around and stuff and just like that is so nature. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's very grounding. So what book yeah. are you reading right now? Um, so I just finished one. It's, it was called Vortex. Okay. I don't remember who the author was, but I honestly wasn't really a big fan of that one. Okay. That's non- enough. Fiction okay. or yeah. nonfiction? Um, it was fiction. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I really like fiction and yeah. nonfiction. I try to help like have a fiction book and maybe like a self-help book on mm-hmm. the side too. Yeah. So that's my, yeah. yeah that's cool. Yeah. Reading is always something I, I feel like I get on like really good, rampages of like reading and being committed to it and then I feel like I get off track and then I go like a while without reading and then I'm like oh why do I feel like I'm out of alignment oh because I'm not reading you know and then I'm like what the heck Brandon I know (laughs) so this is my sign (laughs) yeah yeah no definitely yeah yeah Yeah. so I feel that it's awesome though Mm -hmm. so what do you you said anxiety but what do you use cannabis for and at what point do you feel like you realized that it was helping you yeah, anxiety for sure. I've just like had anxiety my entire life, like social anxiety, um, overthinking. I struggle with depression too. So just like helping with that. Um, I have like some lower back pain too that I've like kind of struggled with uh, for a few years and I use it for that. Um, and just like elevating my mood too, just, like mm-hmm. making me more talkative. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've kind of just like, after I think working at the dispensary and stuff and really like diving deep into it and like learning about it and Mm -hmm. being like, oh, like this is why I feel this way when I like do these certain things. Um, so just like sometime after working at the dispensary, Mm -hmm. um, and then to like firsthand seeing it, my dad got into like, um, a pretty bad like motorcycle accident a couple years ago and he had to get, um, plates and screws in his wrist Mm -hmm. to like just for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. and obviously had to go to like physical therapy and stuff because it was really hard for him to move his hands um and so I got him like the mirror medicinals patches Mm -hmm. and stuff to kind of like help ease that and just like gave him that gave him the 1906 like midnight drops Mm -hmm. and just seeing that like how how it helped him Mm -hmm. just was like proof enough for me that like okay it's actually like helping people yeah that's awesome yeah I love that from your standpoint too like you working in a dispensary you get to see like how it helps people firsthand yeah in so many different ways that was like my favorite thing about working in the dispensary was everyone came in with such different ailments and like it was cool to be able to figure out what ways were all the different ways like if they didn't you know if they couldn't smoke or eat edibles or you know x y and z then how do you figure out like what to get them and it was kind of like a challenge yeah and i like that that's like one of my favorite parts is like okay like what do you like like literally break it down for me like there's literally you can't go into too much detail about what you're looking for yeah and it helps you out so much yeah and i feel like it helps like on the receiving end as a butt tender i feel like it really helps you out because if you're not saying enough then it's hard to give you exactly what you want Mm -hmm. versus if you're over communicating and then it's easier to be like Mm -hmm. okay i think this is probably gonna be the best thing for you right yeah yeah so do you feel like cannabis has benefited relationships in your life Ooh, that's a good question yes for sure um I I live with my mom right now, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love her to death. But sometimes I just need to like smoke and just like calm yeah, down and do stuff. And um, our thing um, is like after I get home from work, we go out on the porch together, and I like smoke a joint, and she'll like smoke her cigarettes, and we just kind of like I don't know. It's just such a vibe. Yeah, and we just like talk about our day, and I just get to like. I don't know. It feels like it makes me really listen and yeah. like be present with her. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does make yeah, sense. That does yeah, that does make sense. And that's cool. that's cool. So you guys are pretty open about your cannabis use then. Have you yeah. always been with your mom? Um, No, I was, it wasn't something that we like really talked about growing mm-hmm. up. I have two older brothers. Okay. I'm 24 and they're in their thirties. Okay. To like give you kind of like perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom like found a bag of weed in my brother's room when he was younger and she flushed it down the toilet. So growing up, like it was never something that we had like her yeah. and I had ever talked mm-hmm. about. So I knew it was like kind of like a hush hush, like yeah. don't do this yeah. type of thing. Um, and then it kind of just happened organically and yeah, we've came a, came a long way. That's awesome. It's cool to hear that, especially since you're the baby and you're mm-hmm. a girl, like yeah. I can relate to being the baby and it's just always like, you're kind of just always like, supervised and like Hawkeye's all over you so it's cool that you're able to do that with her and like break those barriers and even like be present enough to appreciate her presence and Mm -hmm. not be like oh she's like here she goes again you know versus like being like so like tell me more you know and I think that's important especially with where we are in life right now and just Mm -hmm. like the older we get it's more to be present and appreciate our parents especially if we have good ones and we're we're blessed with that yeah Yeah. 100% Yeah. So I know everyone has a different wavelength on the, on this one, but have you ever taken a sabbatical from consuming cannabis or is that something that, like doesn't interest you at all? I feel like it's either like one or the other for people, yeah. you know? Um, I, I haven't taken a little hiatus. I, I did have COVID a couple years ago. 
Um, and I did stop smoking like during that time because I just felt like every time I smoked it just like wasn't doing anything for yeah. me for yeah. some reason. Um, so during that time, yeah. But other than that, no. Yeah. Yeah. Same. It was interesting to hear what people say. I know. Because I, I mean, I I take sabbaticals from certain things here and there, but mm. but like not like not like a full on sabbatical. Yeah. Not using cannabis at all. At all. Yeah. For, right. I like go through phases where I use like different things more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. But for sure. Not like stopping completely. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel that too. Um. Okay. So tell us, Sophia, who you are and what you do in the industry. Okay. Um. So I'm a bud tender right now at Trading Post Cannabis in Newcastle. Cool. Um, I do like, well, our Instagram just got shut down. Ugh, um, yeah. made that Instagram. That's okay. We'll come back. No worries. Um, so, like, I do like the Instagram and, like, things like that. Um, I really like doing, I do, like, product management and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, like, inserting the product whenever it comes in. Cool. Ordering the product. Yeah. Like Awesome. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing about working in the cannabis industry here in Oklahoma? Um, I would say just, like, the patience for sure. I think especially, like, where I'm at in Newcastle right now, just the patients are just so nice and so kind. That's nice. Like, nobody has ever come in with, like, a bad attitude before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really like that and just, like, learning um, – like having a relationship with them Mm -hmm. and also just since it is still kind of new in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. there's still a lot of learning to be done um and just like all the new products that come out right yeah it's constant learning so much so from a patient standpoint what do you wish to see more of here in Oklahoma is there anything that you're like I wish Oklahoma would do this within our industry I feel like we are, like, kind of at, like, a turning point where I'm seeing, like, more maybe, like, health-conscious mm-hmm. things come out on the market. Yes, yeah. Um, so I think something like that, definitely more of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah, that is. Yeah. So what advice would you have for, like, patients coming in that, like, let's say they're first-timers, they've never been in a dispensary before, this is uncharted territory, what advice do you have for them, like, coming in as a bud tender that you wish they would maybe ask, maybe say, like, that you're like, this would be helpful if I knew this yeah. on the receiving end? Yeah. Um, definitely, like, if you've ever tried cannabis before, like, what is your background like in that? And mm-hmm. that can kind of be, like, a starting point yeah. of, like, what did you try before? Why didn't you like it? How much did you try of it? Yeah. Um, questions like that and I think just knowing that like no question is a dumb question no question is like too big or too small like literally yeah. I'm here to answer your question everything you got yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. um and maybe kind of having an idea like do you want maybe edibles like yeah. do you want some flour like topicals like what and like also why what's your ailment? Like, what are yeah. you smoking for? What are you using cannabis for? Yeah, kind of guiding them yeah. through that conversation yeah. make mm-hmm. people feel comfortable because mm-hmm. it can be yeah. very well, overwhelming, like mm-hmm. walking in <laughs> and yeah. trying to navigate yourself if you can't, mm-hmm. you don't want to sound stupid, mm-hmm. but you also like, you need yeah. guidance. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So how long have you been kind of backtracking a little bit? How long have you been working in the industry and what made you want to get into the industry? Um, I... It hasn't even been two years yet. It's almost been two years in November. Um, and when I, feel like, first started getting into the industry, I've, like, kind of wanted to. I had my card. 
um, and I worked at the re- at a restaurant at the time, mm-hmm. and I was like kind of talking to my friends there. And I was like, I kind of maybe like want to try to apply like for a dispensary job. I don't know, like that just sounds like crazy, like a lot of work. I don't know if I could do it. And they were like, it's just like learning like a menu here. Like you just memorize it, like you do the things yeah. here. And, and I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, and I was just kinda, put it. Yeah, and I was just kind of curious about it. Took the chance. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, were you using cannabis like before you started working there? Yeah. 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 A little bit, not as much as definitely yeah. like right. after, yeah. <laughs> but I did. All the products in your face yeah. and everything else. Yeah. So that's always nice. Uh-huh. So I know every dispensary is very different in regards to like education and coming in as somebody who did start smoking later. Mm-hmm. What was that transition like in getting into like working for a dispensary and like finding education? Like, is that something that you guys have to do before you start, you, you know, because everywhere is so different. So I just am curious. Um, at the first place that I worked at, we had kind of like a training packet where it broke down um, like all of the different like types of concentrates, the terpenes, like patches, topicals, like a cool. big like, yeah, thick booklet that you kind of like read over mm-hmm. and do. Um, and then just like a lot of it was just research on my own, just mm-hmm. on the internet all the time. Like I have tons of notebooks that I just like jot down things in all of the time. Nice. Um, yeah. That's important. That That's yeah, proactive. Yeah. Yeah. So working at a medical dispensary here, would you say like what kind of advice would you give to someone who like wants to get their foot in the door, like in the industry, but they don't really know the right direction to take? Um, just apply. Just, like, apply it, go for it. We really just have to take a chance. Even if, like, I thought I was, like, don't have any experience, but I'm just going to apply. Got called for the interview, got the job, and I was, like, cool. Um, Just take the chance and do it. Don't be scared. Yeah. 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 That's good advice. Absolutely. So what would you say has been the most rewarding part of what you do Mm -hmm. and where you are right now? I, I think this is kind of more like a personal like journey Mm -hmm. I guess because growing up I used to be just like super shy like kept to myself like didn't really I wasn't the girl in class that like talked you know like I kind of just like kept to myself all of the time so kind of just like seeing my experience socially um growing like how how far this industry has brought me and like brought me out of my shell yeah yeah that's good that's cool that you're aware of that yeah like how it's done that for you yeah and it's cool because like I feel like this can be a challenging industry and Mm so I mean I didn't really like I wasn't the quietest one in the room but I was always super shy and reserved and had no confidence growing up and so like and it took me until I worked at Apple to really learn like confrontation and like problem solving. And when people come at you screaming with their phones, not working, like how you resolve that and be empathetic. But like on the dispensary front, you still have people come in that are angry and it's because they're in a lot of pain. And that's just a way that they are able to express it Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to get a hold on it or whatever the case may be. So even on that front, I feel like it's really cool to like see yourself evolve as a human and be like, okay, I used to not be able to handle problems, but like now I can diffuse them. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so cool to watch yourself grow. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's awesome. I'm glad you're having that experience. Yeah. This is only get better. (laughs) (laughs) Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes. And with being business owners or self-sob, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company 
while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. So we were talking about developing relationships with patients earlier, um, working behind the counter. That happens all the time. Do you have any patient stories that you'd like to share that have like stood out to you or make you smile? Oh my gosh, immediately. Um, So we have this patient, we call him Chip um, at Trading Post. He is just an older gentleman and he comes in like he used to come in almost like every single day, like in the morning, first thing in the morning, big smile on his face. Um, And just like by creating a relationship with him, he just drops off like little things for us at Mm -hmm. the shop. Like um, my boss, he has him and his girlfriend, like they have a couple kids. Mm -hmm. And so he'll bring in things like for the kids. He'll bring them snacks or like a volleyball or just like little random things like that. Um, And he brought me like, oh my gosh, like, he this little uh cross keychain mm-hmm. thing and he has two dogs that he loves and he was like i prayed over this with my dogs this morning Aww. like Aww. this is just for you like just sweet things like that yeah. that just like kind of make you realize like okay like i am like kind of making a little difference yeah, yeah. If, it, if it even if it's like in one person's life oh you absolutely are yeah, every day i mean love. it is and it's yeah. cool yeah. so many people come through there with so many different things and like you get to help heal them mm-hmm. like you're a healer you yeah. know which is really cool to put into perspective because oh, you probably so nice. don't think that of yourself no, and you no. really are a healer because I mean it's like you're a doctor and a pharmacist without being a doctor or a pharmacist so right. you're just a yeah. natural healer yeah and that's what you get to do Gosh. and that's fucking cool you get to shine your light and yeah. other people get to inspire you too oh, yeah that's such a lovely thing to say it's true though <laughs> you're killing it thank you for what you do for real I feel like it's having a good Bud Tinder, there's like nothing better. And Brandon, I can attest mm-hmm. to that because there's, we love the education and there's so much that we don't know. Yeah. And so like, and you guys are always like on the forefront of it with new products, new, you know, new anything coming out. And so I feel like there's so much gratitude for what you do and who you are and the education Serving that you people. pour into us. Yeah. As patients. So Thank you for what you do. And for any other buttender that's listening or manager or if you're in the industry at all, thank you guys for what you do. Sure. So being a female and working in the industry, that is obviously a lot more male dominant. What's that been like for you? And have you had to overcome any obstacles? Oh, good question. Um, It's something that like I do kind of like hold close to my heart is being a woman in this industry that is like predominantly male um there are like certain you kind of just like can kind of read the vibe sometimes mm-hmm. yeah for sure um and I've had times where like like I said I'd like to do product and like inserting that if I have like an invoice in my hands a man will come right over take the invoice out of my hands and like try to tell me like a better way to like do something and it's mm-hmm. like no I've actually been doing this for months and I have my system I need you to not like yeah. Yeah. take things from me yeah things mm-hmm. like that yeah um so definitely that and I think just like I'm kind of shifting like I said into using my voice more right so yeah That's yeah important. especially in this industry yeah exactly. like it's a little thing yeah it's yeah. like what you just said like it's a big thing but it's a little thing you know yeah. what I mean yeah. it's the little yeah. things that are kind of like mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, but, I sense what you were doing there. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to let you just do that. Yeah. Not in on my 
especially not on my territory. Like sometimes people, you know, like especially if you've been the one like there, like building and creating and developing these relationships and doing all the things in and out. Like get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, that's how I feel about that. (laughs) Respectfully, some people need to be checked. Sometimes seriously, (laughs) and everything's always out of respect until it's not. (laughs) Until it's not right. Like ripping a paper out of my hand that is not respectful. Anyways, so where do you hope to see Oklahoma going with cannabis? Like, do you think rec will pass sooner than later? Like, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I I go back and forth on if it will pass or not. I think eventually, like, for sure it will. Um, I hope, I mean, if it grows us, then it grows us, and that's Mm -hmm. great. Um, Hopefully we just keep growing, and hopefully, like, now that we have metric and stuff like that, things are more compliant and easygoing for people. Yeah. Do you feel like metrics been beneficial for you on the dispensary side? And if so, why do you think? Um, our personal, like my personal experience with mm-hmm. it, yes. I know that it has caused other people a lot of trouble though. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't had like any issues on our end with it. That's good. Um, but I think it is, it just like helps you be more in line with it. Yeah. Yeah. Even with like inventory and stuff, yeah, I'm assuming. Like just like everything's more, yeah. yeah. Everything, like all your ducks are in a row. Which is nice. I love that. Yeah. I love order and <laughs> keeping everything organized. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's my shit. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. So we like to ask everyone this question, Sophia, but what is a stigma revolving cannabis that you would like to see changed? Um. I think like what like referring back to our like last question about being a woman mm-hmm. in the industry, it's just that like looks are not a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I um how do I like say this? Um like talk to me as um an equal. Yeah, I guess. Yes. Like, talking to women as equals, um, something like that. And then also just like um, this destigmatization, destigmatization. That was right. Destigmatate. Okay. Wow. You. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah I know it. what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, bro. Uh, of it, like around kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a niece. She's five, and I consume in front of her, and like I'm pretty open about it and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, just like if she ever like had any questions about it, just like. Yeah. I know Brian can relate because yeah, she's like that with I her niece and nephew. Yeah. yeah, they know about cannabis and they know, I mean. Aunt Brandon's using her medicine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they know what it is. They know what it does. They ask questions about it. Yeah. You know. I feel like that's feel important like- because that sets the stage for the next generation to be like, okay, this is like healing and yeah. it's not like you can be kind of curious, yeah. but you can also like have people to do it with to where it's like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm in a safe environment. It's not just like, you know what it is. It's not just laced with right. la la la, whatever. Yeah. And I think that's important because it also, I mean, we've heard it with parents that it's opened up a whole different avenue of communication between them and their kids. And they have these yeah. really healthy relationships with their kids just because they were open about cannabis. So honest. Yeah. And you know, open. And that's how I feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I don't. I don't like the feeling of like running and hiding from something I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, like from someone else, like who's so um, little and innocent and pure. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just kind of like this isn't a bad thing. It's not like I'm sitting here like cooking meth in the, the yeah. kitchen and you're yeah. sitting on the couch <laughs> watching me. Watching my aunt Brand. Like out here wilding. There she goes again, <laughs> cooking meth. <laughs> But it's, it's just like, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not, if you, you know, do see 
my smoke come out of my mouth. Like, I'm not ashamed of it. And right. I'm not trying to, like, let you not see and blow it real fat. You right. know, whatever. Like, okay, this is me being real. And right. you still know I'm a really funny brand. Like, you mm. know I'm, I still help make you snacks. Like, I do, I do all these things Everything. I'm doing, like, and you know that I like cannabis and like they know I have a podcast yeah, and like, you know, so it's been like this little journey of like kind yeah. of, you know, figuring out like what you say, what you, you know, yeah. how know. to say, how, how to, to say, say what it. you say. Yeah. 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 And like how to be the only one really doing that because I'm probably the only person in my family you are, I would say. who mm-hmm. is like that with them with cannabis. And not like yeah. sheltering it. And I feel right. like that's not right. really, especially with kids today, because they pick up on things so much faster because the internet, yeah. that's not really something you have to shelter, especially when it's literally everywhere in our state. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you're, they're growing up in a state. Like yeah. it's going to forever be legal in this state. And like yeah. we never grew up being ages six and nine and and cannabis is legal in your home state. Right, like, that's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. and so just for them, I'm like, what, you're going to shelter them from something that's going to be flooded around them as they get older and, like, mm-hmm. they're growing mm-hmm. up like this. Yeah, like, like if it's not me who's, like, introducing it to them, it's yeah. going to be somebody else. And like you said, like, if they ever had any questions, like, yeah. that's how I feel. Like, I want to be the one that they do go to yeah. and that they do know isn't a bad thing or, like, if they ever did want to try, exactly. you know, at one point in their life, you know, it's not looked down upon, but... Yeah. Rather you go that way than like chase pharmaceuticals, like right. you know. So, whatever. Wow, that was a nice little tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Destigmatizing. Love it, Love Brandon. It. You said okay. the word right. Yes. Woo! First time. <laughs> Uh, well, Sophia, I think this wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much again for taking yes. time to, to be sure. here with us. Thank you, yeah. guys. This was fun. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone that tuned into today's conversation. Keep your eyes peeled for next week's episode every Sunday at 7 p.m. And as always, Brand, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.